Man Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to five quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232 or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020 or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Morty on the Move. Morty on the Move is a killer show that highlights the Southern Colorado music scene by bringing you a live performance and interview from a different band every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tune in at facebook.com slash Morty's page or go there after our show to see what you've been missing. Madrid Maintenance. Besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area, like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash madridmaintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. And I want to thank you all for joining us. None of us will ever forget this day. Until we've achieved our mission. None of these demands were met. Video monitors. We are stronger than ever, and we will prove it to the world. Thank you all for coming. Oh, yes. Welcome. It is uh, another edition of Man Tools. Uh, As you can see to my left is not Eric Madrid. Uh... He had his uh, Bikers Against Child Abuse meeting this evening, uh, so and uh, kind of snuck up on us. So uh, we did not have time to schedule a substitute host. So I'm flying solo. You just get to look at me. Uh, anyways, thanks for joining us, uh, and uh, especially if you're joining us on our Facebook page, we uh, finally sorted out being able to stream to that as well as our other platforms: YouTube, Mixer, Twitch. So. Uh, Thanks for hanging with us. And uh, I especially want to thank anyone that's donated uh, through our page to 22 Miles Until None. Uh, We've raised over $100 for 
the 22 until none uh, charity, uh, which will be used in their effort to end veteran suicide. And uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, keep those coming. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, that event will happen on uh, November 22nd, and it's a 22-mile hike and bike uh, event to work to end veteran suicide. So, um, of course, I'll put a link to that in the description of this video, and um, we're very excited about being a part of that. Um, anyways, uh, with all the thank yous and pleasantries out of the way, Let's get into the show with some news. Uh, we had some fun stuff tonight. All right, so up first, uh, this is an interesting thing. Uh, GQ recently did an issue on the new masculinity featuring Pharrell Williams, or Pharrell Williams, I'm not sure how you say his name. Uh, but apparently their point of view is that the new masculinity is simply femininity. There he is in a weird dress made out of old uh, winter coats. Looks like, um, I'm not sure what's going on there, but again, it's a little unusual and kind of feminine looking. Um, and he, uh, <clears throat> he goes on to say that, uh, well, when it comes to having this conversation, I don't necessarily know that the masculinity is new as much as the conversation is new. Okay. That's number one, but I think this is a way that I can speak up at a time where we're in the middle of a spiritual plight, a spiritual war. When people are online, they have their identity, they have like a nickname, right? Uh, sure, Farrell. Not sure what's going on with the balloons there, but again, kind of, okay. Not sure what's new about wearing a sweater. Yeah, I don't know about the feathers on the uh, shoulders there. That's pretty femme too. So I guess I guess the new the new masculinity is uh, femininity, which uh, okay, I guess you can believe that. But I think masculinity is something different from femininity, and always will be. Um, that's just part of nature. And uh, GQ in general is kind of silly. So there you go. If you have an opinion on any of the things we're talking about, you can, of course, join the discussion on air by calling 719-285-9863. You can also text that number. Um, and uh, we have a chat up on all of the platforms that we stream on, so you can also chat to us. Uh, if you have any opinions, input, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, moving on. Uh, this is a, another unusual... <clears throat> not unusual um, I guess there's some people that are upset uh, about a Harvard professor of government uh, his name's Harvey Clayfin Mansfield Jr and uh, 
As this article said, he's offensive and proud of it. He refers to so-called rape culture as a consequence of sexual liberation, which, all right, I can kind of see, you know, a lot of times that's called, uh, referred to as victim blaming. But um, I do think that people have a responsibility to protect themselves and not, you know, do things to not be a target. I don't know that that's necessarily victim blaming in every case. Um, and I'm not going out there to say that, uh, if you wear a low cut dress or something like that, that you deserve to be raped or anything like that. Um, but I think you can take steps to not be viewed as a target by people that, uh, would rape. And I don't think there is a rape culture either. Uh, rape is highly frowned upon in our culture, so I'm not sure... How, how you can say that there's a rape culture. Um, but uh, this professor also says that it seems to him that uh, gay people are unconventional. Okay. Um, in 1993, I guess he testified in favor of an amendment to the Colorado Constitution that would prevent queer people from becoming a protected class. Well, I don't know that anybody should be a protected class. Regardless, uh, I don't think any race or lifestyle should get special protections under the law. So I can agree with uh, what he's saying there. Um, And then I find it interesting, and this person goes on. uh, Well, so the professor also uh, believes that the arrival of black students at Harvard was a factor for the emergence of grade inflation. Now, uh, there you get into something where there's actually some science uh, from what I understand, uh, they they actually did kind of a, I'm not sure if it's a study, but uh, somebody looked at the grading at uh, some of these schools since they've become more diverse. <coughs> and uh, <coughs> actually, I think it was admit, admittance to begin with. If uh, admittance was only based on educational and uh, academic merit, uh, something like 40% of the student population would be Asian. <clears throat> there would be like three, I want to say 3% Latino and 1% black, if I recall the numbers correctly. Uh, don't quote me on that, but small small numbers. And uh, the rest would be white. So I think there, he may have something to that when he says that grades have been inflated because of uh, trying to artificially diversify the population at some of these higher education um, institutions. Uh, <clears throat> and then I guess this professor was also asked whether men and women have different mental capacities, specifically at the highest level of science. And he said, that's probably true. Uh, it's common sense. If you just look at who the top scientists are, that's something that feminists have been upset about, that there aren't as many women in STEM. Excuse me. I'm parched. and um, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Uh, A big part of it is interest. It seems that men are more inclined to be interested in math and science than women. I don't think, uh, you know, again, some of these people that push for this diversity, it's like, so what do you do? Do you start forcing women that have no interest in STEM to go into the STEM fields? Uh, and a lot of the people that clamor for more women in STEM uh, are 
gender studies graduates. Why didn't they go into, into STEM? Uh, <clears throat> and I guess uh, he actually, this, this professor calls himself an anti-feminist, which, yeah, I'm, uh, I would agree with uh, that, especially modern feminism, where we've gone beyond, you know, feminism has gone beyond a drive for equality, and now they actually want to be, they, they seem to think that women should be treated as something more than equal to men. <clears throat> and uh, I wholeheartedly disagree with uh, that inclination. Um, and then um, the the person writing the article, uh, I guess their beef is that this uh, professor uh, was was going to be at an event that I guess was required for students. Um, and <laughs> he says, so the author, after these, you know, naming these couple of things, uh, he says, obviously, this guy is racist, homophobic, and misogynist. Well, I didn't hear anything racist, homophobic, or misogynist. This professor just seems to understand that uh, people are different. Uh, certain people have different aptitudes towards different things, and that's okay. Uh, it's not like, at least from what I've read in this article, that this professor, uh, Mr. Mansfield, Dr. Mansfield, I guess, uh, he's not like saying women shouldn't be allowed into science. He's not saying that there should be laws uh, preventing gay people from doing anything, just that they shouldn't be have any kind of special protection under the law. Uh, he also points out that, uh, generally speaking, more of the top scientists are men. So, uh, I mean, you can ignore facts and just keep clamoring for diversity and inclusion. But when you get down to like the meat and potatoes, uh, if a man's a better engineer, that's who I want building the plane that I'm going to fly in. If a woman's a better engineer, that's who I want building the plane I'm going to fly in. Uh, that greatly reduces the chance of it falling out of the sky while I'm in it. So uh, I say look at each individual, and if they're good at what they do, then um, they should get into, you know, the good schools and into uh, these fields. And if they're not, then they should be rejected, rightly. Uh, let's see, our next story. Uh, got some Florida man. Unfortunately, there's not video. Uh, well, I, I guess eventually you get to video, but I earlier was trying to get to the video, and it plays like four ads, so we're not going to do that. Uh, what we'll do is take a look at the text, I guess. Zoom it in a little bit so I can read it. You can read it. Uh, <laughs> a Florida man has pleaded not guilty after being accused of causing more than $1,000 worth of damage at uh, two Cape Coral plumbing businesses. <clears throat> Joseph Michael Bieniak, 24, was detained by deputies from the Lee County Sheriff's Office last Saturday after being found inside a premises without any clothing, holding a hammer he allegedly used to smash up windows and doors. Uh, and it goes on <laughs> to say, I guess he also got a hold of a forklift in there somehow. Yeah, the unidentified, uh, according to newspapers, law enforcement was contacted by an employee of one of the businesses, United Plumbing, at about 2 a.m. <clears throat> so probably a night watchman, security guard type. 
the unidentified staff member who was working a late shift at the road warehouse uh, told police Bina could not threaten him. When officers arrived at the scene, they found him partially clothed and located some of his possessions, including the hammer and a mobile phone in a bathroom. <laughs> so, there you go, Florida man. Uh, up next, a second Florida man story. A uh, This guy <laughs> has balls of steel. I'll just say that. Um, Paul... <clears throat> Paul Bedard of Gator Boys Alligator Rescue, so I guess he does this a lot, was called to a Parkland home on Tuesday and found a nine-foot gator swimming in a pool. Uh, weighed between 180 and 200 pounds. And uh, he, I guess after assessing the situation, decided that the gator was pretty mellow. Uh, so he caught him. As you can see there, just swam into the water and lifted his ass up. Uh, he didn't try to get away from me. He didn't try to come after me. He was really cool. He's got a real mellow personality. All right. I don't think I would count on that with uh, gators, but I'm glad everything worked out. On to some local Colorado Springs news. Well, um, we've all heard of air pollution and maybe light pollution, but how about noise pollution? Well, there's a conservation movement that's trying to get uh, the Great Sand Dunes on track to be the first uh, designated quiet zone in the U.S. We'll watch a little bit of this, I guess. If it works. Okay. Doesn't look like it's working. Well, uh... The group pushing for this is called Quiet Parks International. Uh, They're the first and only organization committed to preserving quiet uh, for the benefit of all living beings. All right. And that's frozen. Cool. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Colorado's great sand go. dunes are on track to be the first quiet zone in the U.S. Mm. We'll, be, we'll be quiet when we read the story. News Channel 13's Kristen Scavira tells us about this conservation movement that has a lot of people listening. Kristen. Yeah, we've all heard about air pollution and maybe even light pollution, but how about sound pollution? Turns out keeping an area quiet can be key. Okay. Noise. We hear it so often. We don't even notice. But when we do eventually get away from the deafening decibels, that's when we escape sound pollution and finally start to hear. All right. Uh, On to another sound-related story. This is pretty cool. Hopefully this video plays. Um, This is a shirt that uh, basically vibrates with sound um, to allow deaf people to feel the uh, rhythms and whatnot of music that they are listening to on their skin. So basically it brings music to deaf people, which is uh, is pretty rad. And I think it's silent here on purpose. It says, uh, imagine a world with no sound or no music more accurately.
And there's the shirt. Wow. <clears throat> kind of a strange fashion statement. Looks uh like something you see in Star Trek or Star Wars or something. But I guess by wearing this, she can uh this deaf lady can feel the vibrations of the music. So that's neat. I like that. Uh, this is. Let's see. I want to see who it, who's made makes it. So the sound shirt features thirty micro actuators embedded in the fabric. Uh, the sensors translate sound in real time into a tactile language that is unique to each piece of music being performed. So in this way, the violins can be felt on the arms and the drums on the back. Okay, that's cool. Creating a fully immersive feeling for a deaf audience member. Essentially, the entire composition comes to life as a language composed of a series of haptic sensations or touch-like sensations across the torso of the person wearing the shirt. <clears throat> and in order to be comfortable, uh, it's created using... Specifically develop smart and stretchy textiles. So very cool. I still don't see who who made it, but anyways, we'll uh, see if we can find a link to the uh, manufacturer for that. Um, up next, uh, this is a neat story. So um, you find it in my little script. <coughs> So this is in Badlands National Park, and uh, four adult bisons were, or bison, were released into a newly expanded habitat there in the park. Um, and this is really cool. When they get released, they're just happier than pigs and shit. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I get to run. It just kind of loops a couple of times. Uh, it is the first time bison have set foot on this land since 1877, according to the World Wildlife Fund. Uh, and it's uh, near a highway where visitors will be able to observe them. So if you ever get out to Badlands National Park, uh, have a look-see at the, uh, the bison there. They're pretty impressive creatures. Well, on to kind of uh, some more news. It's election season, so <clears throat> we're going to talk a little bit more, as we have been lately, uh, about the election. Uh, it's kind of important, so... <clears throat> we figured uh, it deserves some attention, even though we normally don't really get into a whole lot of politics. But uh, let's get at it. So uh, I want to say it was Tuesday. There was a uh, debate of the gazillion 
Democratic nominee or Democratic candidate seeking the nomination for president. Uh, and we got some highlights from that. First up, Bernie Sanders, or as I like to call him, Grandpa Free Shit. Um, he says billionaires don't exist. And I guess he said this a while back, and uh, surprisingly, CNN kind of pressed him to defend his answer there or his position. So uh, let's take a look. Quality is growing in the United States at an alarming rate. The top 1% now own more of this nation's wealth than the bottom 90% oh, combined. Senator Sanders, when you introduced your wealth tax, which would tax the assets of the wealthiest Americans, you said, quoting you, Senator, billionaires should not exist. Is the goal of your plan to tax billionaires out of existence? When you have a half a million Americans sleeping out on the street today, when you have 87 people, 87 million people uninsured or underinsured, when you got hundreds of thousands of kids who cannot afford to go to college and millions struggling with the oppressive burden of student debt. And then you also have three people owning more wealth than the bottom half of American society. That is a moral and economic outrage. And the truth is we cannot. Wait, wait, wait. All right. So he, maybe that is a moral outrage. I don't know. Um, an economic outrage. It's, I don't know if it's an economic outrage. Economics can't be outraged. It's a emotionless uh, <laughs> thing. So I don't. I don't know. You know, economic outrage. That's not even a real. That that's not a thing that can exist. Not afford to continue this level of income and wealth inequality, and we cannot afford a billionaire class whose greed and corruption has been at war with the working families of this country for 45 years. Okay. <clears throat> Even in the most uh, socialist, communist countries, there is always a class at the top where wealth gets accumulated and people outside of that. The fact of the matter is that under capitalism, there is actually more wealth distribution than under socialism or communism uh when you when the state seizes everything and just decides who needs what the people in charge of the state are the ones that get the most stuff the most money so if you're asking me do i think we should demand that the wealthy start paying the wealthiest top one-tenth of one percent start paying their fair share of taxes so we can create a nation and a government that works for all of us. Yes, that's exactly what I believe. Okay, so their fair share. Well, <clears throat> I have an idea. Why don't we have everybody pay their fair share? And it's called a flat tax. A simple, you earn this much, X percent, no matter what, goes, goes to taxes. Doesn't matter whether you earn a minimum wage or you're a gazillionaire. Each time you take in a dollar, so many cents goes into taxes. And it's equal for everybody. Everybody does, let's, let's just make up a number, 10%. You bring in a billion, 10% of that goes to the government. You uh, take in 20000 a year, and you're kind of at the bottom. 10% of that goes to the government. Thank you, Senator. That's the only way to get a fair Mr. share Sire, everybody. Mr. Sire, you are the lone billionaire on this stage. Oh. 
What's your plan for closing the income gap? Well, first of all, let me say this. Senator Sanders is right. There have been 40 years where corporations have bought this government, and those 40 years have meant a 40-year attack on the rights of working people and specifically on organized labor. Okay, so he's not wrong. <clears throat> the problem is not capitalism as a system. The problem that you end up with, and it gets it's way worse in socialist and communist countries, uh, but it's cronyism. So there are people that ha- can afford to uh, basically uh, bankroll the uh, campaigns of uh, people going into power, and in return, uh, those people bend their ear, uh, cast votes the way they want them to, uh, or make other decisions that are to their benefit. And that, that is a problem. But socialism doesn't solve that problem. And the results are as shameful as Senator Sanders says, both in terms of assets and in terms of income. It's absolutely wrong. It's absolutely undemocratic and unfair. I was one of the first people on this stage to propose a wealth tax. I would undo every Republican tax cut for rich people and major corporations. But there's something else going on here that is absolutely shameful, and that's the way the money gets split up in terms of earnings. As a result of taking away the rights of working people in organized labor, people haven't had a raise. 90% of Americans have not had a raise for 40 years. If you- wait, wait, wait. No. That's, that simply isn't true. That simply isn't true. Nope. This guy's full of shit. Also, uh, unions, I, I think, are something that uh, we don't really need anymore. It's like a, it's, I kind of talked about this on a previous episode. A lot of movements continue to move. Uh, it's a law of physics. Uh, I guess it's, it, it appears to be some kind of sociological law as well. Or um, <clears throat> once something's in motion, it tends to stay in motion. So there's this idea that uh, unions are still needed. Look, back when 10-year-old kids were working 18-hour days, um, yeah, I could see forming a union and going on strike. Now, you have things like the United Auto Workers. Those guys make like 94% of their salary anytime they get laid off. So you get laid off by like GM, they have to pay 90-some percent of your salary uh, until you find another job. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. If you took the minimum wage from 1980 and just adjusted it for inflation, you get 11 bucks. It's seven and a quarter. If you included the productivity gains of American workers, it'd be over 20 bucks. All right. And we've talked about this as well. Uh, Increasing the minimum wage just makes everything more expensive, which actually takes money out of the pockets of the people that you're claiming to try to help. So raising minimum wage means that the people that temporarily get get more money then have to spend more of it to purchase their daily living uh, items because minimum wage workers are involved at some stage <clears throat> in producing or selling or shipping uh, all of these things. And if everything becomes more expensive because of a minimum wage increase, that ends up actually being like the the... the net effect is the same as if you uh, decrease their wage. 
there's something wrong here, and that is that the corporations have bought our government. Our government has failed. That's why I'm running for president, because we're not going to get any of the policies that everybody on this stage wants, mm -hmm. health care, education, Green New Deal, Thank or you, a living Mr. wage, Steyer. unless we break the power of these corporations. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't disagree with the, uh, you know, you do need to break up the cronyism, uh, but the problem is that it gets branded as capitalism, and that's not capitalism. Um, moving on to another <laughs> another fun little thing from the debate last night, or on Tuesday. Um, Joe Biden uh, apparently gave a pretty silly, or is this, uh, the Daily Wire called it, a dumb and embarrassing answer to a debate question. What so I talked about what, is how you get things done. And the way to get things done is take a look at the tax code right now. The idea, we have to start rewarding work, not just wealth. I would eliminate the capital gains tax. That in, I, would, I would raise the capital gains tax to the highest rate of 39.5%. I would double it. Because guess what? Why in God's name should someone who's clipping coupons in the stock market make, in fact, pay a lower tax rate than someone who, in fact, is, uh, like I said, the, a school teacher and a firefighter? It's ridiculous. I don't even know what that meant. And they pay a lower tax. Huh? <laughs> Clipping coupons on the stock market. Make a tax. Oh, but hey, I'm going to eliminate or double it. I'm not sure which. So there you go. Joe Biden has apparently no idea what he's going to do about taxes. Uh, so uh, I feel bad for Joe. He, uh, he appears to be showing signs of... Uh, age-related issues uh and somebody is still pushing him to continue campaigning and whoever that is uh they're an asshole so uh wow that's enough politics let's get into uh some his story and uh take a look at this week in his story All right, so this week in history, uh, it helps if I get on the right page here. Let's see. <clears throat> October 18th, 1867, the Alaska Territory is formally transferred uh, to the U.S. from Russia. And I guess that little thing there is uh, like the check we wrote or the bill of sale. I'm not really sure. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's how we got Alaska. Uh, <laughs> October 19th, 1216, King John of England dies at Newark and is succeeded by his nine-year-old son, Henry. <laughs> and of course, I love the, uh, the Disney Robin Hood movie. So, uh, we have the Disney King John there <laughs> sucking on his thumb. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't know why I get such a kick out of that, but him and him and the uh, King Richard, anytime they're mentioned, I'll probably use uh, images from from Disney's Robin Hood. <clears throat> uh, let's see, October twentieth, nineteen. October 20th, 1944. Let me see if I have the... Okay, I don't have the picture. Well, uh, <clears throat> U.S. troops land on Leyte in the Philippines. Maybe I can uh, find something here. We'll get something here. Appreciate your patience. There we go. Let me slide that up here. Uh, so, uh, as I was saying... October 20th, 1944, U.S. troops land on Leyte in the Philippines, keeping General MacArthur's pledge that I shall return. And I wanted to point out in particular, there's a gentleman to uh, to the right as you're looking at the picture of MacArthur. Uh, that fellow's last name is Fertig. I forget his first name. Um, but he has a very interesting story. He was, a, uh, I believe, a logistics officer who didn't make it out of the Philippines when U.S. forces withdrew. And he uh, he actually ended up being the leader of the American guerrillas that were resisting the Japanese uh, until American forces did return. And uh, he was, as I recall, a lieutenant colonel in the Army. And because uh, he was trying to organize these efforts and people kind of weren't really paying any attention to him he self-promoted himself uh self-promoted self promoted himself to brigadier general uh which macarthur let's just say uh was not too fond of and uh even though he very clearly uh <clears throat> performed in at least that grade possibly even you could call call what he did uh, leading like a division, which would be a two-star. Uh, he uh, he was only promoted up to full bird colonel officially, uh, but for a number of years he was referred to as General Fertig, and uh, he led the resistance against the Japanese on, on the Philippine Islands. So I always thought he was an interesting character in history, and anytime I can talk about him, uh, I do. So <clears throat> let's see. Then, October 21st, there we go, 1879, after 14 months of testing, Thomas Edison first demonstrates his electric lamp, hoping to one day compete with gaslight. And I'm not sure who he stole that from, but he probably stole it, because Edison did that. Uh, (laughs) Let's see, October... 22nd, 1797, the first successful parachute descent is made by André Jacques Garnerin, who jumped from a balloon at about uh, 2,000 feet over Paris. And there's a little artist depiction, I guess. 
Well, that's uh, pretty ballsy. Uh, and then October 23rd, 1983, a truck filled with explosives driven by a Muslim terrorist crashed into the U.S. Marine barracks in Beirut, Lebanon. Uh, the bomb killed 237 Marines and injured 80. <clears throat> it was a pretty, one of the first big terrorist attacks on Americans. And uh, lastly, October 24th, 1861, Western Union completed the first transcontinental telegraph line, putting the Pony Express out of business. <clears throat> and I think that's kind of represented well in that image. It looks like a Pony Express rider riding by as they're putting up a telegraph pole. All right. <clears throat> uh, let's see, moving on. Uh, we'll get into sports here in a second, but I do want to remind everybody that... Uh, <clears throat> We will be putting out uh, sometime this month uh, one of our premium podcasts, uh, something something that we do uh, once a month. Um, <clears throat> those are available on uh, Patreon if you're a Patreon member uh, or through Gumroad. Uh, and this month we'll be covering the topic of starting over. Uh, in the past we've covered uh, having a kid with someone crazy. As well as uh, online dating, um, so be on the lookout for that. It'll by the end of the month we'll have it out. Um, and uh, let's get into some sports. First up, this is kind of a news story in the sports category. Um, <clears throat> USA Powerlifting has taken a step that uh, not a lot of uh, sports organizations have when it comes to transgender athletes, uh, but they have decided to ban transgender women from competing as women, uh, which we've talked about the effect that uh, <clears throat> allowing people that used to be men who now identify as women to compete in these sports, they just lay waste to, uh, especially in strength sports. And it's completely unfair. So um, good on USA Powerlifting for making uh, the women's division fair there and uh, not allowing, you know, if you used to be a man, you don't get to compete as a woman. Uh, I think that's perfectly fair. Now, I'm not sure if they have a transgender... <clears throat> um, uh, division or something like that to address the idea that you know there are trans people that want to compete in these sports um, but for now the rule is if uh, you used to be a man you don't get to compete in the women's division on to something a little a little more silly uh, <clears throat> I guess this is a sport <laughs> Eric sent this to me and I wasn't sure where to put it so 
Um, apparently, there's a such thing as a hobby horse tournament. Let's take a look. That's a hobby horse right there. Remember that stick with the horse on it? Oh, yeah. I think I had one of those. Yeah, they gathered for the annual hobby horse championships. Wow. And an estimated 1,000 spectators watched about 200 people. The riders, by the way, almost all girls between 10 and 18 years. I mean, I guess there is an element of athleticism involved, so okay. I don't know. It's not my thing. It's a little weird to me, but uh, all right. Um, let's see. Moving on. This is an unusual sport. This is a uh, apparently a race that happens in uh, Austria, and uh, basically these people race down a very steep slope in... Uh, I don't know. This this is kind of this kind of looks pretty dangerous. <laughs> so, got to be pretty ballsy to get into this. So, uh I guess it's uh touted as the world's steepest race. Oh, some good good old Austrian tube music. <clears throat> and they just go down this hill and I guess pray not to break an ankle. the uh the top prize is 300 bucks i'm not sure i would do it for that but uh good for you guys that do uh all right and uh this is some fun stuff it's always fun when super strong men compete with super strong women so this is uh 2017's world's strongest man uh eddie the beast hall versus um let me see if it says what her name is to zoom in it because I'm old. Uh, nope, it doesn't. I think her name's Rhiannon something, but I don't remember the last name. Anyway, she she is, uh, as far as I know, the current world's strongest woman. Um, so let's, uh, this is a rather long video, so I just kind of went up to the point where they uh, face off in the deadlift. So let's uh, take a look. Up to the second round. And of course, it's buffering. Right, we're going head to head on the deadlift. We've got times and a half body weight on the bar. I think Rihanna's got a little bit more. I've got a little bit less. <laughs> um, we're going to do 60 seconds because, in all honesty, I think Rihanna could do this for an hour nonstop. So, and I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go for an hour nonstop. Right, 60 seconds, we've got clickers. So they got roughly so, one and a half times the body weight, and they're going to go for the most reps in 60 seconds. <laughs> Go on all the way down. We've got the oxygen mask ready. <laughs> yeah, I need it. Defibrillators, yeah? <laughs> Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Smoking him. Yeah, sorry, Ed. Oh. 
she is locking it out. I mean, she... That is a tough girl. She's like, ah, I'll keep going. Wow. Yeah, she smoked him. Uh, wow. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for sports. And uh, coincidentally, that's it for our show. Kind of a short one tonight. Um, I apologize for that, but uh, it's hard to keep things going when we don't have the back and forth banter. So anyways, uh, but the show must go on regardless. And uh, we want to support Eric in his uh, efforts with, uh, you know, Bikers Against Child Abuse. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I would like to, of course, thank our sponsors, EXO Auto Works, Enharmonic Studios, Madrid Maintenance, and Morty on the Move. Uh, thanks to you for watching us, well, or me, uh, <laughs> and or listening. If you'd like to support Man Tools... Uh, we do have a Patreon for as little as $2 a month. It's at patreon.com slash mantoolsmedia. And with that, you get access to our premium content, like Remodel Your Dating Life, so you had a kid with crazy and coming soon, starting over. Um, you can also buy that premium content at gumroad.com slash mantoolsmedia. You can buy merch at mantoolsmedia.threadless.com. And you can support the uh, podcast on Anchor for as little as 99 cents a month. And of course... Uh, we also would love, love for people to donate or nominate to our give mom a hand. Uh, that is our community outreach program. Uh, we haven't really talked about it in a while, but, uh, what that entails is, uh, a deserving single mom, uh, nominated by you guys, our fans. Uh, we would go in and, uh, Madrid maintenance pro bono would, uh, basically perform some sort of uh basically a, a home repair task that could be done within a, a saturday and uh we would document that and uh basically get it done for that single mom for free and um it's just our way of kind of giving back so uh they do have to be in the colorado springs area uh unfortunately we're not gonna we don't have the budget to go flying all over the place to do this so uh, but if you know someone in Colorado Springs that is a single mom and that is the big thing, they must be a single mom. If there is an adult male living there, uh, they need to step up. So, uh, you can check out, uh, <clears throat> there's a tab on our website that says give mom a hand. Just follow that link and, uh, you can find all the details to nominate someone or to donate money for that. So, um, and, uh, let's see coming up November 1st. 6.30 p.m., uh, Eric Madrid will be playing with Emily Navarro and I guess a couple other people uh, at an acoustic show at Whistlepick Brewing. Um, we'll put a uh, link to the event there in the description for this uh, so you can find out any information you need uh, to go support Eric. And then, uh, like I said at the top of the show, <clears throat> 22 miles until none, that's, uh, that's going to be happening on uh, November 22nd. starts at 4 a.m., goes to 3 p.m. Uh, we'll put a link to that as well. <clears throat> and, you know, um, 
on the bottom of basically every every page on mantoolsmedia.com, there's a donate link for that. So if you want to make a donation for that, uh, like I said, we raised over $100 already. Um, and uh, I know for sure I'll be doing the walk. Um, Eric said he is, but uh, I've actually been training for it. So I, I wouldn't recommend that he just jump in there and try it without some training. But uh, maybe that's his plan. I don't know. When he's back next week, we'll have to talk about that. <clears throat> um <clears throat> so uh yeah like i said you can donate for 22 miles until none at mantoolsmedia.com uh you can also check out our threadless page there is a 22 miles until none shirt i think it looks pretty cool um and any of the profit from selling those will also go to 22 until none and uh that is it for man tools this week hope you join us next week uh, and if you were watching on facebook uh, let us know how you like that. Um, I think we'll keep doing that. Uh, it's another platform, more interactive if uh, if people jump on. So we'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.